Today I just want to share on something that I've been uh, dealing with myself and wrestling with the concept uh, myself over the last few months and it's a concept that God is good. Okay? Now, it's easy enough to say God is good when everything's going alright. Is that true? Um, but when you uh, find yourself in a bit of strife or find yourself on a rough patch of road um, it's a concept that you will wrestle with and you will ask questions is this true but let me say without any hesitation that God is good alright and God's goodness is not reliant upon our own circumstance see we project our own circumstance upon, upon God we project especially in the western world you know, if things are going well and you know, uh, we're comfortable, uh, we're without pain, and that you know, life is pretty good, then we project that upon God and say God is good. But what about when life's not that good? What about when the words that Jesus spoke actually come to pass? In this world you will have trouble. All right? It's not a, a well-quoted piece of scripture, is it? All right? But I was reminded of it many times throughout my journey over the last six odd months. Um, and so I'm going to share a bit of that journey with you this morning and plus hopefully encourage you uh, in whatever walk you're going through at the moment. All right? Is that cool? Yep. All right, turn to the person next to you and say, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Some of you, that was like, oh, I'm excited. <laughs> Come on, do it with a bigger. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Now, if I sit down while I'm speaking, it's not because I'm bored. It's just I need to give my legs a rest, all right? So I'll stay up on my feet for as long as I can. All good. Ready to go? All right, let's go. God is good. All the time, yes, all the time. We say it quite often here at church, but let's just uh, see how that goes this morning. Now, by definition, what is good to you? What is good? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Because how we perceive good is how we project that onto God and say, God, this is how you must uh, make things work out for me. And when it doesn't, does that, all, does that put a, a slur on God? You know, so does God go from being good to being bad to being indifferent? Where the Bible clearly indicates that God is good. You know, they came to Jesus and they said, Good teacher. His reply is, There is only one who is good, referring to his Father in heaven. There is only one who is good, and that is God. Now, if good to you is that warm, fuzzy feeling we get when things are going all right, if good to you means being comfortable, being without pain, yeah, that's nice. That's not the definition of good. All right? I was talking with Barry Chan last week over lunch, and he said, Rod, God is always good, but it's not always nice. Okay? And that really struck a chord with me. You can write that one down, Jamie. All right? God always does what is good, but it's not always nice. 
all right so we're going to explore that again this morning David wrestled with this in the Psalms he lamented in Psalm 14 verse 3 there is no one who does good not even one then a few Psalms down the track in verse in chapter 25 and verse 8 he says good and upright is the Lord now the concept of goodness in the Bible is this firstly oh I missed a piece of paper though by definition good is someone or something that is perfect okay that's it thanks Dan. no that's all good is by definition something that is complete or an abundance of in Joshua 1 9 God says to Joshua be of good courage all right so what does that mean it means be complete in courage lack not any courage but have an abundance of it in your life okay Psalm 20 um, sorry goodness also means to be morally right be morally right now we can we can struggle with that in regards to God and a lot of people do struggle with that you know often you'll hear God people say you know if God is good why are these things happening I ask that question God if you're good why is this happening to me now you can judge me on that but um, they often say to walk a man's journey before you judge him Okay, but God is good why is he good? because everything he does is right and just and in the end we are victorious are we not? in the end there is a destination we attain for and that is heaven where everything will be made right we will, we will be complete we will lack nothing there will be an abundance Okay. So for me the journey started a while ago. But let me just say this. God is perfect. God is in abundance. God is the model of righteousness. Therefore God is good. Okay? And sometimes it's just a matter of perspective. Who's ever seen that caricature? of two men standing at a number it's a number six to one man it's a number nine to another depending on where they were standing who was right they both were so how do you know whether it's supposed to be a six or a nine you've got to ask the person who put it there you've got to seek them and say is this a six or is this a nine because if we just leave it to our opinion it often comes down to what we experience how we view things and we project that upon God don't we say God this is how I see it so this must be how you react to it and that's a dangerous path to follow because you're going to end up with like a yo-yo up and down up and down depending on how you're feeling at the time 
All right. Now, I'm not saying it's easy to make that faith statement that God is good, because right? the devil wants to whisper in your ear and say, look what's happening to you. How good can God be good? All right. But as you know, the devil's a liar. He's a liar. His only mission is to steal, kill and destroy it. He wants to steal your faith. He wants to kill it off. He wants to destroy it. But Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. So in other words, you've got a good life. All right. Now we've all been through hardship, some of us more than others. But in the end, God is still good. And I hope this morning I can encourage you to see that point of view. All right. Praise the Lord. And anyway, what is good? What is bad? It reminds me of a story of a farmer who's talking to his neighbour one day. He goes, oh dear. He said, said the other day, my best, my best stallion broke out of its pen and ran off. The neighbour goes, oh man, that's bad. He says, no, it's good. Because a couple of days later, the stallion came back and there was 20 mares following it. <laughs> All right? The neighbour says, oh, that's good. I said, no, no, that's bad. He says, because what happened was my son was breaking them in and one of them lashed out, hit his leg and, and smashed his leg. And he goes, neighbour says, oh, no, that's bad. He says, no, no, that's good. He says, because the day after... Some people come around conscripting young fit men for their army. He says, but when I saw my son and how incapacitated he was, they left him alone. Okay? So what is good, what is bad? Only when we know and can see the whole picture can we determine what is good and what is bad. Because what is good today might not be so good tomorrow, and what is bad today might actually turn out to be pretty good tomorrow. Is that true? Yeah. Only God knows. Only God sees a big picture. And we must learn to trust in him, in everything. All right. So, But it's not always nice. I understand that. I can speak from experience in that. But God is in control and God is good. All right. Paul put it like this. He says, you know, one day this tent is going to be folded up. But I have a mansion waiting for me in heaven. Yeah, one day this body is going to perish for all of us. Our body will perish. There will come a day where we will be called home. And that is the goodness of God that has given us this hope. It's given us this future. So if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, this is our hope, all right? That we have a place in heaven. We have a seat at the banquet table. Our name is in the book of life. Amen. You know, we, there's a day we celebrate each year called Good Friday. Now, why do we call it Good Friday? We're actually remembering a man who was brutally executed by a cruel cross. What's good about that? You know, from a human point of view, that was terrible. To see a man suffer like that. An innocent man suffered like that. It was terrible, and yet we call it Good Friday. Why? Because we understand now, this far down the track, what came from that. 
and the words of Genesis 50, verse 20, that what you meant for harm, God has turned it into good. These were words that were spoken over me by Pastor Rob Bailey when I first uh, had my stroke. And it's a word that we hung on to, wasn't it, Diane? Jeanette's reminded of me of it constantly. And what the enemy wanted to do to harm me, God has turned it into good, that there will be the salvation of many. And if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, you've never called upon him to be Lord and Saviour, I hope my story can encourage you to find him, to seek him out, to knock on his door and say, Lord, I want this hope. I want this assurance that my life is for good and that you are doing good things in my life. All right? It might not necessarily always look that way, but I know in my heart by faith that that's the way it's going to be. And I'm sure all of you have got stories. I'm nothing special. All right? We've all got stories of hardship. We've all got stories of disappointment. But let us determine this morning that God is good. All right? Can that be our faith statement? Praise the Lord. All right. So, yeah. So this story of mine got started on June the 9th last year while I was running up the hill with my fellow ferals, okay, and uh, at about the two, 2k mark, uh, I started wandering off the track, and, um, you know, at that moment, one of the people I was running with, I actually passed him quite fast. <laughs> actually grabbed him by the scruff of the neck, and all I can remember him saying is, Rod, sit down here. Because he could see I was sort of uh, going off track a bit, and he had he was clue enough to say something's wrong here, better sit down, okay? And that's when it started. Blood clot, a clot went to my brain, it affected the blood flow to a part of my brain, and um, it affected me physically, okay? Now, when I went to see my neurologist. Say that five times quickly. <laughs> neurologist, 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 neurologist. <laughs> okay. He said, Rod, and you showed me the scan. He showed, you got a brain, that's good news. All right. He said, a bit, of it's, a bit of it's not working properly. And he showed us in that where the clot started. Okay. And he showed the white spot where my brain cells have died okay he said Rod you dodged the bullet I thought what what are you talking about dodge the bullet he said the clot that came from your heart it went up one of your aortic valves your aortic veins that go up to your brain and he said you know if it went up the other other one, he said, you'd probably be dead now. Okay. So he said, you dodged a bullet. I don't know if that's a doctor's way of saying someone's looking after you. His way of saying God is good. All right. So the physical impairment that I now suffer is much better than the alternative. Okay, I can stand here and talk to you, 
all right? And I can converse with my family. I can express my feelings. Because when I was in hospital, there was people who, whose speech was impaired. And the frustration of trying to explain something or ask the nurse something, it's horrible. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, thank God that he was looking after me that day. You see, because I could have been running all on my own. I could have wandered off into the bush and mightn't have found me for a week or so. Yeah? But it was that he grabbed me straight away, sat me down, and they called the ambulance straight away. And that quick thinking, quick response, probably saved a lot more damage. All right? So I thank God for that. Um, God gave me the best cardiologist. He gave me the best neurosurgeon that we have available in this area, okay? And they did an amazing job medically on me. Because um, in all truth, it was, was pretty dicey there for a while. Because it wasn't a normal stroke. It wasn't a blood clot. It was actually a piece of infection. See, I had, my heart was being attacked by an infection and I didn't know it. And a piece of this infection broke off and got pumped up through it through my veins to my to my brain, all right? And they were quite frantic about this because they said they needed to operate on my heart to to get rid of this infection. So they pumped me up with antibiotics and that didn't work, all right? The infection was still there. And so they had to operate. But even that was pretty dodgy because I was on blood thinners and to operate you know, they could have created a blood blood flow that they weren't able to stop so easily. And so in the end, they had no choice. They had to operate, otherwise my heart was going to be irreversibly damaged. They had to replace a valve and repair one. Okay. Uh, and, and so, again, it was one of those things that when they told me, looking back, I thought I remained remarkably calm. You know, knowing what I was about to face. Right? Little did they know there was someone in control of my life. Little did they know that God's plans and purposes were being outworked in my life. Yeah. And so when the doctor said to... Um, don't look at me like that. <laughs> when the doctor said to my family, you better say your goodbyes because he mightn't come back. I thought, man, you idiot, what'd you say that for? <laughs> Especially to my mum. I mean, she's a warrior at best. Okay, you don't say things like that to my mum. Okay. And plus it was her birthday on the day of my operation. And so I thought... I couldn't do anything about it. All I could do was lie there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was God who had to do something in my life. And thankfully, I came through that surgery and I woke up. Okay, I think Mum said that was the birth best birthday present she got. All right, I thought, yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that too. <laughs> but I tell you what, when you start talking, you know, I was talking with Janitas. You know, this is what I want done at my funeral and these are the, these are the things I want in place. I thought, that's pretty serious. 
when you come face to face with your own mortality, it does something in your life. Um, so anyway, I got through all that, and about two weeks ago, I went to see my cardiologist for the last time, and in his words, he said, Rod, he says, you're completely cured. He says, amen, you're completely cured. I think that's his uh, layman's way of saying, you're healed. You're healed. Um, so I thank God for that. Yeah, parts of me don't work like they used to, but other parts still work pretty good. Amen. I'm still here, I'm still kicking. All right. I'm still able to do what God has called me to do. How you doing? You all right? Yeah, good. Cool. All right. Also, um, just want to acknowledge my family because that's another blessing okay, to me. They've been there by my side right through this ordeal. I tell you, God is good. He gave me a good family. All right. They were there with me right from the start and continue to be there with me to this day. Um, Janitus, she uh, gave up work to be my full-time carer, which is a huge step. Um, hasn't always been easy, eh, darling? But she's a wonderful woman. God did good there. He gave me a good woman. Yeah. Um, also, my mum and my sister, they've been there with me all throughout this. Neither of them would drop at a drop of a hat do anything that I needed them to do. So I really thank you guys for that. God is good. God is good. And he gave me you as a family as well. I know you've been praying for me, and I really appreciate that. I really do. Um, but this journey is not at an end. It's, it's ongoing. And so if you're a prayer, you know, I'm happy for you to pray for me. Because I obviously need it. More ways than one, you might say. Okay? Um, but yeah, I really do appreciate my church family and my other family. Yeah, what? Praise the Lord. My darling daughter, yeah, she's a champion. She looked after things when we were when we weren't home for three, four months. She kept the house going. She paid all the bills. It's a good training ground for her. (laughs) My greatest desire. One thing will happen myself. One thing I know that God is good. Is that in all? Because I get to walk her down the aisle. That would be a great day. great day to walk my daughter down the aisle. It's a prayer I've had since she was a baby girl. It's one thing I've always had in my heart, to one day walk her down the aisle. And I thank God for that. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. 
Uh, what else is there to share? I want to encourage you to look for the good. For the look for the good in every situation. Don't determine who God is by what you're going through. Determine it by faith that he is a good God. He's got all things in control. I think Hannah said it to me once or said to Janitas, God's got you. God's got you. And I know that. God's got me. All right. I mightn't always agree with his methodology. <laughs> yeah. I'd be crazy to want this. I'd be crazy to wish to wish this yeah, upon myself. But I know there's a purpose in it. Okay. Uh, and if that is to encourage you in your time of hardship, then so be it. That you be encouraged. Take heart. For what the devil wanted for harm, God has made it good. God has made it good. And there's another testimony that I wasn't aware of that Janetta shared with me the other day. I'm going to let her come up and share it. Can someone get on a microphone? That one there. I'm going to take a seat. So this was when um, Rod had come out of intensive care after his heart surgery. And um, we, like, I think his surgery had finished three. Was it three or two? Three. Two. Two. Okay. So we had to, we waited in the waiting room and they were going to call us in when Rod had been um, wheeled into the intensive care. Anyway, so they brought him in and... um, Natalia and I were the first ones to see him. And um, the, one of the surgeons, whose name was um, Neil Curran, he was a very, very nice surgeon, walked past with a big smile on his face and said, oh, my gosh, I would never have imagined that um, Rod's heart rate would drop so much because um, before the surgery, his heart was um, over 100. Sorry. <laughs> so, and then uh, after he'd come out, he was in the low 70s. So praise God, you know... There was a miracle there again. Yeah. That was probably, and that's probably one of many um, uh, testimonies and many, uh, much evidence of what um, God was doing in his life. Though he um, was suffering, he, he had brought Rod through lots and lots of trials. He had suffered a lot, but he's doing well. Praise God. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Thanks, darling. I wanted you to talk longer so I could have more of a rest. <laughs> no, that's all. Hang on a sec. Just when Ward was in intensive care, like he was just um, nursed by some amazing girls. Like they were so good. And, you know, because um, I think in intensive care they have one nurse per, per patient. And. Um, they were just so good. They really looked after Rodney and um, very friendly and, um, yeah, did amazing, praise God. Yeah, they, they were so good, very good. Thank you. <laughs> all right, I might just keep sitting here. Is that all right? Cool. All right, if you can't see from at the back, 
Bad luck, there's a hole right at the front here. <laughs> These are the expensive seats. They're the good ones. Thanks, thanks, James. So yeah, there's testimony after testimony of God's goodness in my life. Um, many more to share, probably many that I'm not aware of, you know, because God often does things that we're not aware of. It could have been a lot worse for me. I know that. Um, many of the doctors and medical staff have said, you know, you're lucky. A lot of people don't recover from this. Okay. Um, and so I just really thank God that he was looking after me. All right. Uh, from, from the outside looking at my life, you probably think, well, you know, that's not, that's not good. And like I said, it's not nice, but God has determined it to be good somehow. I don't fully understand the outworking of that, but that's up to God. I don't need to understand. I'd like to understand. Okay? I think as humans, we like to understand. But when we don't, it's a matter of faith. It's a matter of knowing who you are in Christ. It's a matter of knowing his word because the devil wants to whisper in your ear and tell you things that are, you know, from the word but out of context. So know your word. Know what God thinks of it. He loves you. He loves you. Okay? He sent his only son to die on a cross that whoever would believe in him Okay, and the work of the cross would not perish but have eternal life. Paul understood this concept, which is why he wrote that everything we go through is temporary. It's just temporary. It might go on, it might go on for a hundred years, but it's temporary. In light of eternity, it is temporary. It will be over one day, but we just need to keep holding on. Keep trusting God, keep loving him. Keep declaring his goodness. Sometimes speak it in faith, even when you can't see it in your own life. You know, there are some horrible things that happen in this world. There are some tragedies. I don't deny that. There are some really painful things that can affect us deeply. It doesn't diminish the fact that God is good. And in the end, we get to share in his banquet in heaven. We get to share in that goodness. So if you don't know Christ, then you better get to know him. Declare him as your Lord and Saviour. Declare him as the one who has set you free. You see, in reality, I'm set free. I might be hindered physically, all right? But in reality, I'm set free. I'm free from the binds of the devil. I'm free from, um, you know what would have been my destiny into an eternal separation from God I'm free from that and I do have a place at his banquet table and so do you if you believe in him and call upon him confess it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he rose from the dead you will be saved you will be saved it's not by what you do it's by what God has done that's why we call it Good Friday because it was done on that day. It was done. A great thing happened on that day. 
Not the death of an innocent man. That's not great. That was horrible. The people who were there at that time must have thought, my goodness, where is God in all this? But he had his plans, he had his purposes. Jesus knew that, which is why he was willing to lay his life down for you. Because he loves you so much. Okay? So if you don't know Jesus, oh, you might have heard of him. You might know the historical Jesus. You, know, you might have been taught in Sunday school about Jesus. But do you really know him? Have you called upon him as your Lord and Saviour? Do it today. Come and see me after the service and I'll lead you through a prayer that will lead you to Christ and lead you to salvation. All right? So with that, I probably want to leave it there. I think I've spoken enough. Um, so God bless you all. Uh, continue your journey of faith. Continue the good fight. Continue the great race. Amen. And let's get to the end and let's rejoice together in heaven. Amen. Amen. So let's just pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, that all you do is good. That all you do, Lord, in life has a purpose and a plan. Lord, you are never taken by surprise. Lord, you are never, Lord, without an answer. So I thank you, Jesus, that you have been a part of my journey. Lord, you have done things in my life that I'm not even aware of that have saved me from a fate worse. So, Lord, I praise you, I honour you. I pray my word would be an encouragement this morning to all those who are facing their own trials. Lord, that we can just continue to keep glorifying you and honouring you for all that you do in our life. In Jesus' name I pray these things. Amen. Amen.